This is PhotoBizX, episode number 503, and today I am super excited to have returning guest John Glazer back on the podcast. Today, the topics or the main topics are photography lead generation and qualifying tactics from an absolute pro at this. John is generating enough leads to support two studios, one in Texas, one in New York. And one of the biggest things I get asked and I see John get asked is how does he actually qualify these leads and turn them from leads to paying clients where he's averaging over $2,000 per booking. That interview is coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here, photographer, interviewer, and host of the Photo Biz X podcast where I interview photography guests and business experts from around the world to help you grow a better business even faster than going it alone. Like I said in the intro, excited to have John Glazer back. I'm sure you are familiar with John if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time or if you are a premium member. Before we get into that, I do have a massive show for you today. The first thing I need to let you know is Jeff Brown, the photography business coach and mentor from the UK, will be back next week, next Thursday, for two weeks running, well, two Thursdays running, to deliver some training on how to build a website that becomes a conversion machine. Jeff has been incredibly busy putting together a brand new book that he's released on the topic. He's going to be coming back, presenting two live webinars. This is paid training. I'll have more details about it next week and via email, hopefully at the end of this week. But the training will be focused on helping you as a photographer either modify and fix your own website or start from scratch and build a brand new website that becomes, like I said, a conversion machine. In addition to the actual web layout, he's going to talk about fonts, language, what images to feature, which ones not to feature, and where you should have your testimonials, blogging, SEO, having email sign-up forms, everything you need to know about creating a website that will actually convert leads or website visitors into paying clients. So look out for more about that via email and in next week's podcast episode. In addition to that, if you didn't catch last week's episode with Brendan Taylor, it <laughs> I don't know exactly how to describe it. I had a ball talking to Brendan. I think he shared an absolute ton. The feedback inside the members Facebook group has been super positive. But if you're familiar with Brendan, there's a good chance it's not in a good way. And I brought up this topic in the interview last week. And since then, I've had a little bit of correspondence, particularly from photographers in the UK, that are not only upset that Brendan appeared on the PhotoBizX podcast, but that he, in their words, dodged the question about why so many photographers just don't like him. Now, in the interest of staying fair and true to you, the listener, I did want to read a small thread from the Photo BizX Facebook page, which is a public page that photographer Susan Renee was happy to contribute to and add her, her two cents on the topic of Brendan and newborn portrait photography in the UK. So I'm going to read what she said, my reply, and again, have you make up your own mind once you get a chance to listen to the interview from last week with Brendan Taylor. 
Susan's first comment when I posted about that interview was, isn't this the guy who's been dropped from the newborn and portrait photography show in the UK due to public outcry re his behavior towards other photographers, vendors, and clients? And I replied, yes, Susan, it is. That was after I recorded this interview with Brendan. But funnily enough, he talks about being hated in this interview and interestingly says when asked, no one can actually give a reason why. I hope you have a listen and make up your own mind. And then Susan replied to my comment with, I have listened and I'm surprised slash not surprised that Brendan Taylor says he is disliked but doesn't know why. I take it you tried to find out why before giving him a platform, so perhaps none of this will be news to you. She goes on to say, I've been in the photography industry here in the UK for a long time and have heard many disturbing stories about his practice. It was very disingenuous of him to tell you that nobody could say when they had a problem with him, as even I am aware of the reasons. Allegedly pressuring people into giving him props for his studio at majorly discounted pricing, calling them at all times of the night to the point of making them ill and having them to change their telephone numbers, allegedly promising leads for studios and delivering very few, several stories of people allegedly losing a lot of money by investing in his studios, allegedly pressuring clients into buying things they didn't want, allegedly unsolicited DMing of women in groups trying to get them to join his team and in spite of repeatedly being warned by the moderators of such groups, not stopping until he is removed from the groups. The list goes on. Susan goes on to say, I have used the words allegedly, but I'm sure if the question, why is Brendan Taylor disliked, was asked in photography groups, then you would get first-hand answers as to why, and it has nothing to do with people being jealous of his business skills. The main sponsors of the Newborn and Portrait show removed their affiliation last week when it was announced Baby Art was now involved and the Guild Photography Association also withdrew their involvement. I think that says a lot and would be worth following up. Susan finishes with, I wouldn't have put all that in a public message usually, but you did ask and Brenda did say he didn't know why. So here are the reasons. So with all that being said, I I don't personally have an opinion because I haven't actually spoken to, well, I, I lie. I, I have actually spoken to one photographer via Messenger who has been directly impacted by Brendan. Uh, she she says in a bad way, and the studio that she did work for since closed down, uh, once becoming affiliated with Baby Art. But it's so difficult for me to actually know what's true and what's not. Obviously, there's a lot of bad things that's been going on over in the UK in regards to Brendan, his studios, and uh, his impact on the industry. So I thought it was only fair to add some balance to what Brendan shared last week to give you an idea of some of the sentiment that's out there surrounding him and his business. Now, again, in saying all that, it's difficult to know what's true and what's not. I'm going to leave that to you to make up your own mind. But please have a listen to the episode before making your judgment. If you do want to add your comments or your feedback, please do so in the comments area. You can do that under the show notes for today's episode or from last week's episode with Brendan. You'll find this week's episode show notes at photobizx.com forward slash 503 and last week's at 
photobizx.com forward slash 502. Of course, feel free to email me. It's andrew at photobizx.com. And if you are a premium member, I encourage you to continue the conversation there inside the members Facebook group where it's a safe, healthy place to have discussions like this one. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Okay, just before we jump into this interview with John Glazer, if you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you are listening to the free version of the podcast. Now, what that means is you won't hear the full interview today with John. I am saving a large portion of the second half for premium members only. The good news is you can access the full interview for as little as $1 with a 30-day trial membership. There are more details about that over at photobizx.com forward slash try. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. I am super excited to have today's guest back with me, and he needs very little introduction if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time. He has been interviewed a couple of times on the show. He also presented the Lead Ads for Photographers course in 2022. I keep raving about the success of this photographer. He has not one but two studios in the US, one in Texas, his main or original studio. He's since opened another studio in New York City. He was on track to hit $1 million in turnover for 2022. We're going to find out if he made that number or exceeded it. We're going to hear so much more from today's guest. I am pumped to have him back. I'm obviously talking about John Glazer from John Glazer Photography. And like I always say, I'm wrapped to have him with us now. John, welcome back, mate. Thanks for having me again, Andrew. It's always a pleasure. I love hanging out with you and talking with you and and just talking photography. You know me, I like the business of photography and that's what you represent. And so it's great getting to talk business with somebody that's like-minded. So, Well, I already had to put the brakes on you because we sort of said our happy new years before I hit record. And then you started talking about business. I said, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. Let's save this for the podcast. So (laughs) one of the things I said I wanted to talk to you about was lead qualification. And we're going to cover that a little bit later in the show. But what did you tell me as soon as I asked you about lead qualification? So in the last few weeks, I've had a little issue. Long story short, not getting into the details. I, you know, Facebook has their way of billing you where, you know, every $900 or whatever they charge a credit card. Well, they reached out to me several months ago and said, Hey, we've got this new program where you can invoice once a month. And with the amount of money that I spend on Facebook leads, I was like, I'd rather have one invoice a month as opposed to having a bunch of $900 charges on my credit card. And so the difference was that you have to do it through your bank account and um, you can't do it through a credit card. And my bank isn't connected to their banks that they have. I have, I use a smaller bank for my business account. And so I have to wire transfer the money to them. Well, I wire transferred my invoice and it took forever for it to get there. And at one point I thought it was lost and it was a big chunk of change. And they shut down my leads account or my, my Facebook account, my ads account right? Because I reached the credit limit for my account. Well, then when I reached the credit limit to add insult to injury, they did let me use a credit card to pay like some money on it to, and I was thinking I would keep the account alive during that. And that didn't happen. And so I've been spending the last three weeks trying to fight with Facebook. And if anybody knows anything about Facebook, there's not, you can't call a number and talk to somebody on the phone 
the person I talked to on the phone recently said, the number that I called you on, you can't call me back. It's only to call out. We can't receive calls. I'm like, oh, that's a really great way of doing business, but whatever. <laughs> so um, uh, so I've been dealing with that for the last three weeks. And so we went from booking 22 sessions a week, uh, like the last three or four months, uh, we were doing 25 sessions a week and your lead generation tool, that's your number one thing that you do in your business, you know, went to a screeching halt all of a sudden. And I went from getting a thousand leads a week to zero. And so thankfully, luckily, you know, like I've been on here a couple of times. I've worked with a couple of different business coaches. I've worked with the amazing Bernie Griffiths and then the awesome Mark Rosetto. And one of the things I learned with Mark, and he preaches heavily, if you know anything about Mark, is having different kinds of marketing and ways of doing marketing and not just having one thing. And so luckily, because of that, I'm able to continue to do some stuff. We're not doing 25 bookings a week, but we're still doing something like we did 16 last week. This week, we're a little lower than that, but we're going to be okay. Um Plus, and not to brag, but I'm going to, but <laughs> I'm starting January with uh, 96 sessions on the books just for January. So I have a good jump start and a springboard as it was. So I'm not panicked, but I'm like, Facebook fix my stuff. Because <laughs> like, that's a big thing for me. But like, I just thought, you know, it was just a good timing that you and I are talking because I'm dealing with this thing that is real. And it's like, here I am with the, you know, a major business and it's affecting my business big time. I like I told Facebook, I'm like, I book 22 sessions a week using Facebook lead generation. And that's gone to a screeching halt. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm not booking that many. Um, and what I am booking is from these other marketing methods that Mark has always been harping on me to do and to keep in the background and all that stuff. So I thought we could talk a little bit about that, but then also like part of the whole thing you wanted to talk about was how we qualify leads. And that goes into the process of how we market to these leads that we already have, you know? So, you know, I did a purge of all my unsubscribed and everything from my email marketing and stuff. And I have 33,000 people in my email marketing. And so how do you market to those 33,000 people because you already have them, you know, and they haven't left you yet. <laughs> so, um, so hang on one sec, John. So let, let me just take you back. First of all, you're in a position that I think would scare the bejeebies out of any photographer that is relying solely on Facebook ads. And I think that is a lot of photographers. And like, why aren't you curled up in a dark room? Why are you still happy? Why are you even <laughs> doing this call? I mean, to me, is it your personality or do you just think it's going to turn out or do you have enough sort of other leads coming in with your other marketing tactics? Like, what is it about you that's allowing you to carry on with a smile? It's, uh, you know, I read a book about a year or two ago called The Entrepreneur's Roller Coaster. And I think that just title by itself without even reading the book is kind of what I, I'm describing here. And so I've gone through everything. Like, I mean, last year, to be honest, like last year, the first few months were just dismal because I made some changes to staff, which affected me booking sessions and stuff like that. And it made for a very slow beginning of the year and the expenses don't stop. So, you know, you like, you're like, oh God, what am I going to do? And so, you know, as a business owner, you go through those times. It's like, I know you've interviewed Hark on here before, and he and I talk almost daily on the phone when I drive into work or drive home. He and I talk a lot. 
And one of the things that we talk about a lot is like being a business owner isn't for everybody. If it was, then everybody would be doing it, you know, and, and it's kind of times like this. That's, that's how I feel. Like, I mean, am I worried? I'm a little worried, but I'm not panicked. I mean, the panic would be if I were to start it this year, the same as I started last year in this situation, I would be panicked right now. Right. Because I started last year with like 40 sessions total for the whole year. Right. This year on January 1st, I had 127 sessions for 2023 already scheduled for this year, which is a quarter of what I did all of this year combined. Well, like what we scheduled all this year combined. So when you already have a quarter of what you did the previous year, when you start the new year, you feel pretty good about things. The other thing was, I have as many sessions on the books for January, February, and March. I don't have that many for March yet, but I have like three or four. But I have as many in those three months as I had. I did the whole first five months of last year. You know, so in our last year, you know, the first six months was really slow. We doubled our revenue from the first six months to the second six months from last year. And that was because of those things that I made changes on at the beginning of the year kind of affected the start of our year. And then it just it's like by the middle of the year, I mean, I think in July and August, we had two $100,000 months in a row, you know, so like when you have six figure months, you feel pretty good about yourself. But, you know, so that's why I'm not panicking, but it's having that plan to and that like, you know, the Facebook machine is my Facebook machine. Everybody says, you know, got to get away from Facebook. You got to do this. You got to multi whatever with your marketing, which I totally 100% agree with. But I get the majority of my business from Facebook, you know, so why not feed the beast? And so I'm feeding the beast. And now the beast is not feeding me back right now. So, I mean, I know it's going to rebound and we're going to be okay and this is going to get resolved. It's just Facebook is slow to work with when it comes to these kind of things. And it, you just have to go through the process and then trust that eventually it's going to all resolve itself. And my ad account will be back to normal. And in a couple of weeks, I'll be generating the same kind of leads and bookings that I was I was doing, you know, previous to that. And, you know, we'll still have an amazing year. But luckily, you know, it's something I've told people before when they've asked me about like when they ask my advice or help about stuff. It's like, you can't take your foot off the gas in business. You know, when you take your foot off the gas is when you start getting in trouble, you know, cause like once you get going and like booking 22 sessions a week or whatever that is, like I, I'm a high volume and, and I know that not everybody wants to be high volume. You don't have to be like me, but if your goal is to do 10 sessions a week or 10 sessions a month, you still have to keep your foot on the gas because if you go, oh, I've got my 10 for, you know, January. And then it's like, well, I'll stop doing whatever marketing or whatever I'm doing. And I'll wait till mid-January. Well, it's too late. You know, <laughs> you're not going to be ready for February. And you're not going to meet your 10. And so we just keep our foot on the gas. We fill our schedule as much as we possibly can. And, you know, when things like this happen, we adjust, you know, and luckily I've had the I've had the tutelage of other people smarter than me, you know, that like have told me this is the things that you need to prepare for and the things that you need to do so that I have a bunch of tools in my box. And it's not just like one tool that like when this tool doesn't work, you're screwed, you know, but it has taught me, though, that I do need to diversify myself more in those tools. Like so. 
A great example, you know me, I'm a stat nerd, and anybody that's watched this podcast know I know all my stats and everything. So if you were to ask me at the end of 2021 how many sessions I booked off of anything outside of Facebook marketing, it would have been 0%, right? This last year, it was 17%, um, which doesn't seem like a lot, but going from 0 to 17 is pretty dang good, right? And so this year, my goal is to do 40%. So I want to almost like a little bit more than double that. But then like if if January of 2024, Facebook shuts down my account again and 40% of my stuff is not coming from Facebook, I can feel even better than what I'm feeling right now. Then I'm not like, oh, crap, the Facebook monster is gone. And what am I going to do? Because, you know, I've said this to people. It's like, I don't think it'll happen. But, you you know, at least in the United States, there's so much animosity about Facebook and everything. Um, that there's this fear that it's going to go away. And then you have like Twitter and it's like all awry and everything. And you see like the destruction of Twitter going on with like Elon Musk and all this stuff. But and you're going, well, what could, could that happen to Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff? And so are you preparing for that? If that were to happen, what are your other plans? You know? So yeah, I, I think that answers your question. That's, a, you know, me, I'm a little long winded sometimes. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Have you gone as far as, you know, trying to set up additional ad accounts or, you know, maybe creating an ad account in your wife's name? Have you, have you gone that far yet or you're just uh, sort of sitting back and. No, I, I don't. I mean, I think that's to the extreme. Like I had somebody suggest to me, you should start another LLC and a whole new business. And then st-. I'm like, like, dude, that's like, that's going to take more time and effort than it's worth. By the time I got all that figured out, like I should have all this figured out, you know? But yeah, and no, I had the suggestion. Somebody said, you should start another ad account and run stuff there. But the problem with that, in my opinion, is, and I don't know, like, you know, Facebook and social media algorithms and the whatever, everybody thinks they know the answers, but there's no real true knowing of what the algorithm is really doing with your business or with whatever you're doing, right? Even the Facebook expert out there that you pay a bunch of money to to run your ads or whatever is like going to tell you what he thinks, but they don't know for a fact because they don't know what they're doing. And what, what little button that Facebook changes (laughs) that's going to change that whole algorithm again. You know, that's one of the things I've had to try and keep my cool with Facebook because I have the fear of like, oh, when they start my account again, (laughs) they're going to like, oh, let's screw his algorithm up and he can't get any leads anymore. (laughs) So no, I, I, um, you know, I, I don't think that the answer is doing that, at least not yet. I mean, I think that's like to the extreme. The reason being is like, A, it's like I'm starting from scratch which may or may not be a good thing. I don't know. I just don't think it's worth the risk and the worth the time and the effort to go down that road. You know me, like we've talked about this when we did the Facebook leads thing. I have a lot of automations and things that go on in the background when people come into my pipeline. That would mean I'd have to go and change all of that to fit that new account and I just don't feel like it's worth it right now. You know, I mean, I, I like, you know, if it's three weeks from now and we're still having this problem, then yeah, that's something I'm going to be looking at. But today, yeah, it's been three weeks that we've had it, but like three of those weeks were two of those weeks were during the holidays. So I wasn't stressing it too much. 
but it's still, you know, it does have a little bit of, there's always like that little bit of a stress, but if you're not in business and you're not stressed a little bit, then you're not, are, are you really in business? You know, cause like there's always a little bit of, little bit of stress that goes with business. For so sure. Mate, what's interesting is if I go to your Facebook page, it actually shows your ad account as still running ads. So are the ads running, but they're not giving you the leads? What's happening there? So <laughs> this is the thing I keep going around and around and around with Facebook. Cause like today I got an email saying your account is active now. I'm like, no, my account says it's active. But if you go like on my Facebook here, I'm going to, people can't see this, but if you go to my Facebook on my phone, it says your account has been disabled. Right. Right. If I go to my ads account, it says your ad account is disabled. So it might be showing that there's ads running, but there's nothing running. I'm not getting any leads. I'm not spending any money. Like if you were to go into my ads account and you see per day how much money I'm, I'm spending zero dollars. So it might show it on there, but it's not doing anything. Actually, that's true. So I just clicked on one of your ads and it doesn't actually take me to your ad. It just takes me to my feed. So this, yeah, it's definitely not uh, taking me to a lead form or anything like that. Yeah. It is what it's what you're gonna do. Yeah. Well, okay. Hopefully that gets resolved. Um, just you talked about the fact that you know when the marketing stops or there's an interruption to the flow of business, the costs still keep going. You know the expenses still keep coming in. I know that one of your expenses is staff, and you know they're dealing with these leads. So what happens to those staff members? Do you have to just pay them a retainer? Do you give them other duties? So I have a, a person that I use that does calls for me and it's through a service that I found online and they do an amazing job. He's been working for me since I think April, May or something is when he came on with me and he does all my calls. He works 40, 50 hours a week doing calls and everything. And he's a rock star, man. This guy's like, <laughs> he works his tail off and, and he's motivated and driven. Like he hates when he has bad weeks because he just like, uh, like I also kind of have a bonus structure. The better his week is, then the better he gets paid. Right. So yeah, that's a great question because that did come up. He's the only one that this really affects directly. And so, like I said, he's with a service. So I talked to his manager and to him and I said, you know, I'm going to find some little things. Like if we want to talk about it, some of these other marketing things that I'm, I'm doing on the side, that's going to keep him a little bit busy, not as busy as he was, but I told him, I said, I'm still going to pay your hourly rate for the week and all that stuff. Like, I don't want to lose him by any stretch of the imagination. And I would rather eat that cost a little bit to keep him around, but I'm still finding stuff for him to do. It just might not be as much as what he's going to be doing on a normal basis. But, you know, I, I didn't want to say, hey, if it's two weeks and I'm not paying you, then like his service is going to go, well, we got to go find him another job. And then it could potentially put him into another job that I don't get him back. And I end up with a different call person and I'm starting from square one, you know, like I have to train a new call person. I know this guy's a rock star. I don't want to lose him. So it's just like, you know, if he wasn't a rock star, if he was on the fence, then maybe I'd feel different about it. But I don't like this guy is just a machine. You know, if he would let me work him 80 hours a week, he would, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I asked him, I said, Hey, you know, this whole thing's going on right now. Why don't you take a little vacation or whatever? And he goes, I don't like to take vacations. I don't plan on taking one. He's got a goal to buy a car and do all this other and go on a really nice vacation. I'm like, cool. I want to help you make your goals, man. So it's all good. I love so, it. Um, I love yeah. It. So, I mean, that's the only one that's really affecting because we're still doing business. We have 25 sessions this weekend. So we're still like, like our photographers are still working. My studio manager is still doing what she does. Our salesperson is 
still does what she's doing. I'm still doing things that I'm doing. I mean, Ricky, my associate that's been here in Houston, he's actually moving to New York on Tuesday to run that studio and be up there full time. But we also have another associate that's kind of a backup in New York. And then we have another one that we hired and trained here in Houston to replace Ricky since he's moving. But it's, I mean, business is business. It's going fine and and things are okay. It's just this hiccup with the ads and stuff like that. Sure. So was your email list like the absolute first port of call as far as marketing or new marketing? Yeah. So it starts with the email list. And then the second thing, like Brian Kellogg, I know, you know, Brian Kellogg, and he's really active in photo biz X. He introduced me to a, but I don't know if it's a worldwide, but I know we get it in the U S and I believe it's in Canada too. Cause I know I turned hark onto it, but it's called Scipio S K I P I O. And it is a texting service that is amazing. It's out of this world. I changed all my texting stuff over to that. And it's basically like MailChimp for texting in a sense, right? But you can have like live conversations with people just like a text message and stuff. So I trained my call person on how to use that. So that's part of what he's managing still like while he's working these weeks that we've been kind of dead and everything. But um So that's another form like that. We're actually, uh, I have a person that helps me with my email marketing and stuff like that. And her and I have actually been in conversation today. Um, we're, it's not going to be portrait based, but we're going to use headshots because like I've got a theme that uh, Mark kind of threw at me at the end of last year and said, Hey, why don't you, cause you want to get it more into headshots and do stuff like with that. Why don't you do more, you know, do a new year, new you type of theme for the month of January. And so we've been kind of pushing that a little bit. We sent out an email with a blog post and a, and a thing to book uh, a headshot session and all that stuff. We're throwing out ideas. Like one of the ideas I threw out today is maybe we do um, a headshot session special, like where you get like a hundred dollars off your session fee or something and come in for a headshot session. But if you book your session between this date and this day, you're entered in to win a portrait session, um, a family or a dog portrait session at a $2,000 value or something like that, where they get like a wall art or something like that. But what the beauty of something like that, I don't, it's not tested. I don't know if it's going to work and we haven't run that yet. We've done some other things, but we haven't run that one yet. But if we did that, and the great thing is if people book the headshot session to enter to win the family session, I'm making money off of them coming in and doing a headshot session. And then like, you know, then they enter to win the portrait session. But then if they don't win the portrait session, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> I'm going to offer them a secondary prize and, and try to still book them in. Of course, a free portrait session. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, but all of that's coming off the leads. And that goes back to you're talking about the qualifying leads. Like that's one of the biggest things you wanted to talk about today. And I find with talking to photographers, because I talk to a lot and people reach out to me and pick my brain and ask me questions. And and I feel like I'm doing a lot more coaching in a lot of ways, and stuff, which I like, because I like doing that kind of stuff and working with people. But I find a lot of people don't use, they look at like that are doing Facebook ads. They look at Facebook ads as if I don't get them now, I don't get them ever. And that's a really bad way of looking at it because some of those leads need to be nurtured over time. So one of the things that we've done a lot better at these last probably six months is I have the person that does my emails. She also does blogs for me 
Um, and we meet a couple of times a year or we've met a couple of times over zoom and just kind of, Hey, what are some ideas? And it's changing. It's evolving as we go, but she puts together blogs so that like the emails aren't salesy. Like that's the big thing her and I talk about is we don't want a bunch of salesy emails going out. We want them to be informative, but what she has done and which has been amazing is I used to get like a 20, 25% open rate on emails. Now I'm getting like a 45 percent open rate on emails which is huge that is huge yeah it's it's really big and what's cool is like when we do put out that offer and you're getting a 45 percent like black friday i think we booked like 10 15 sessions on black friday you know just from an email but those were leads i already paid for you know they were already people that i paid for and brought in but like what so many people are doing with their marketing is like they go and spend a bunch of money on Facebook leads, do nothing with them after like their initial try to get them into the studio. And it's just like, dude, those people want to, they they signed up for a reason and you still have them. If they unsubscribe from you, they've made the choice to hop off the train. But if they stay on the train, keep teaching them what you do and why you do it and how you do it and what you offer and what, like all those different kinds of things that you talk about on your podcast all the time. And then like one day they might be going, Hey, I'm, I'm in a different life situation. I did have a job last year, but now I have a job and I really want to get family photos or, you know, a parent died or, or my dog died and it's made me reevaluate. I really need to do portraits and stuff like that. Like I really love Peter Hurley. I'm a big Peter Hurley fan. Went to a conference of him and he's like, you know, if you're not getting, and he said this, and I'm going to actually do a Facebook post about this, about just like, if you're not getting yourself photographed because you don't feel comfortable about it, then shame on you because it's not about you. It's about everybody else you're going to leave behind someday, you know, and it's trying to get people to understand that, especially in the family photo, you know, it's like quality photos of you are not about your insecurities and about you feeling bad about yourself or not liking the way you look or whatever. It's about like when you're no longer here, I mean, I got my dog back here and she's going to live to be 10, 15, you know, whatever years old, dogs don't last that long, but I've got that photo that I have forever. And it's a good quality portrait. And it's not a iPhone blurry photo and pixelated, <laughs> but I mean, it, but all that to be said, it's just like the marketing and stuff like that when it goes and you got to nurture those clients, eventually they're going to become clients. If you don't do any nurturing with them, you can't, if I would have not done what I've been doing with blog posting and sending emails and all that kind of stuff before now, me automatically just, oh, oh my God, the poop hit the fan with Facebook. I'm going to just start using email. It's too late. Yes. You wouldn't have any leads. Because <laughs> those people are going to be like, man, I haven't heard from you in a year. And all of a sudden I get this email from you for a special offer, you know, because now it's a sales thing and it's a panic sales thing for you. Where for me, doing a sale or a special or a special offer or something right now, well, it's just another email, but now I'm going to give you a special offer because the four or five emails before that were a blog post on, you know, like importance of getting a new headshot, like preparing your dog for Christmas, you know, doing this, doing that, and like all these different things that have nothing to do with me selling something to you. It's just informing you and helping you with with whatever you're trying to do in life and, and and teach you a little bit about what we do in the photography world as well. That makes total sense. And I can see you put yourself in a position where you can capitalize on that email list because you have nurtured them. But I think the big question for the listener is, 
especially especially those in the UK or in Europe, is taking someone from a Facebook ad or lead ad or is have someone's email address. What gives you the permission to add them to your email list legally? Or do you even worry about that? Or do you just do it? So that's a real interesting thing. And I'm not a lawyer, so I'm not going to, and I'm definitely not a lawyer for the UK. Sure. Um, so, but from my understanding and the way that I bring in leads and so like Facebook lead ads, if you took the course with me, and I mean, I know you were there, like one of the things that you put in there is you're basically doing that qualification thing where you put in, you know, we're going to, and it's required by Facebook to do this. Um, you have to put in, uh, we're going to use your information to contact you about future things and, and put you on our future mailing list or whatever. But that's something you have to put in your lead form that they fill out. So my understanding, at least in the U.S., that is enough to qualify you that you have said, yes, I'm going to give you my information and they've given their information. But then the way I also look at it, whether right or wrong or indifferent, this is just the way I understand it. Again, I'm not a lawyer. If they sign that, fill out that form and I start sending them regular emails and stuff like that, man, I, I used to be the one, like, just like most people. And I know a lot of photographers deal with this is like when they look at their stats from their emails that go out and they go, Oh my God, 200 people unsubscribe for me. And it hurts their feelings. I'm like, get over it. They, those are people that have just decided that they don't want to be your client anymore. And that's okay. <laughs> you know, just like, that's not a bad thing. It's actually helping you because they're calling down your, your, um, Facebook or your MailChimp or whatever you're using. So you don't have the users that don't matter anymore. So I never take offense when people unsubscribe, like they just, they've decided to unsubscribe. So I hope that answers your question. I know some people do. I, I know I'd like to talk to Mike Sansone. I think you've had him on here. He's a headshot guy up in Chicago. He does like a double opt-in type of thing. And he talks about double opt-ins. And the thing he says about double opt-ins is like, when you double opt-in, those people are really more qualified because like they took an extra step to really want to be on your mailing list. But I don't, from my understanding with that kind of stuff, that's not required. No, I agree. I agree. It might be in the UK or like, I, cause you brought up the UK. I don't know, but from my understanding and what I've read and what I've done and everything, I don't think there's any requirement that I have to have somebody double opt in if they fill out my Facebook lead. I don't think so either. Okay, and look, and I did ask you because I believe that a lot of photographers overthink this. Uh, my way of thinking is if someone's responded to your ad, they want to interact with you, it's okay to follow up with them. Just give them an easy way to unsubscribe and don't be a dick. Like if someone unsubscribes, like get them off your list. <laughs> don't keep emailing them. Right. And don't send them an email to say, oh, you've been unsubscribed. Like. <laughs> Just, well, I mean, I get people, I, it's like you think that in this day and age that everybody would know that I can just go to the bottom of an email and press unsubscribe, but I get the email too. It's like, I never signed up for this. Yeah. Please take me off your list. I'm like, well, you did, you know, but whatever. It's like I'm, my email is always, I'll be happy to take you off the list. I've unsubscribed you. You shouldn't get anything else from us yes. anymore, you know? Yeah, that's fine. So I, I like, I mean, I just don't get all upset about it. You know, I, it's just like, whatever. But again, you can't get upset about it if you don't use your list either. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I say it all the time. And, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit going into that leads course that we did because people, there's an 
a rumor out there or there's a aura out there that lead ads are unqualified and not as good leads and they're not like the best leads and all that stuff. But a lead is a lead, you know, I mean, do you, like a lead is a lead is a lead, you know, like let them qualify themselves, let them decide, give them the information and let them decide where they want if your services are what they want, right? And I know that's going to lead into the qualifying leads. <laughs> I didn't mean to segue, but I just naturally did it there. So <laughs> a beautiful segue it was. So yeah, I mean, and that is that's the big question. So so many photographers are of the opinion that it, there's so many rubbish leads that are coming in through their funnels. You know, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or lead ads or someone that's come to their landing page. What do you do that gets you 25, 35 sessions, you know, a week or a month? What are you doing different to qualify your leads? Are you getting better leads through your ads or are you? Yes. Hello. <laughs> I'm John Glazer Photography. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, um, I'm not getting any different. I mean, I had somebody text me not long after the leads course came out and everything. And we did that course and they're like, I feel like I'm getting all these really bad leads all of a sudden. And I'm like, premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. John, are you spending, I know you, you're flat out with your business, but are you spending more time or do you have more time to help photographers with their businesses? Are you doing some consulting and coaching now? Yeah. So I know you and I have talked about this over time, but like I've slowly kind of ramped this up because I, I start getting more and more people the more I talk to you, the more people are like, hey, I want to talk to you more. And, and the balance that I've had to find in my life and in my business is, you know, making it worth my time if I'm going to give the information or share the information or give my time to somebody. And so I have, uh, I don't publicize it yet or whatever, but I am doing some consulting, coaching type of thing. It's on an hourly basis. It's not a subscription thing or anything like that, but like, uh, I got a, a headshot guy that I, I went to a thing that he did one time and I really liked what he did. It was kind of like ask me anything type of concept. And so, you know, if you wanted to book an hour with me, you could pay some money and book an hour with me and, and ask me whatever you want to know about business, what you need help with Facebook ads, you need help with ads manager and how it works, uh, setting up your ads, automations, copy you know, how to sell, how to talk to people on the phone. I mean, I like I've gone through the ups and downs of business. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm having a crappy time. Like Facebook shut down my ads. What do I do now, John? You know, it's like book a call with me and I can tell you a year from now what I did, you know? So, <laughs> but I mean, I, so yeah, I, I am doing that. I saw obviously because I am running a business of my own. I have to limit that to a certain degree, you know, but if people want to, people want help. I love working with people and helping people and meeting them where they're at there. It's not like a program where it's like, we're going to go step one, step two, step three. I'm going to, I even put in the thing when you book a session with me, like, what do you want? What do you want to talk about? What do you want to, what do you need help with? You know, and I have a session next week, actually, that somebody booked and uh, they just said, I need help with A, B, and C. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, well, that's what we'll focus on when we're on there. And the cool thing about the way I'm doing it, the way I, I feel like I'm doing it is like, it's when you need it. You know, like if you're doing a monthly thing with somebody or you're doing a bi-weekly thing with somebody, you know, like there's times where, you know, I've worked with coaches in the past where I'm just like, I don't need every week or every other week or whatever because I'm doing okay. I loved what Mark said in your podcast that came out this week. I, I texted him about it today and he got like kind of, he went off a little bit about like, you know, as 
people, we need to get away from coaches eventually, you know, but I think sometimes we hug our coaches and it's like mom and dad and we don't want to leave home, you know, and we got to get to a point where we're, we're, we don't need to rely on a coach. And we only like, I, I look at like coaching is like, you know, they're the dad and the mom and I've left home, I've gone off, I'm doing my own thing, but every now and then I need to come home and get some advice from dad and mom. So that's kind of how I want to do my coaching is like, Hey, if you need help, I'm not like your dad or your mom, but like, if you need help, I'm here. And, you know, but it, it just, it's going to cost you a little bit to spend a little bit of time with me. I just think that's fair. <laughs> I do too. I do too. I do. And then they're buying a, a hell of a lot of experience as well. And, and from someone that's actually in the trenches doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing I love. Like, that's the thing. I, I mean, I love the coaches that I've worked with and everything for a lot of different reasons, but the, you know, like it is something to be said about having a coach or somebody that's working with you that's like doing it themselves and going through the ups and downs and, and can, you know, you know, like I, I know you've had Richard Hill on here recently and I was working with him on some stuff and, and just like he was trying to do some new things that I was just like, okay, cool. Like uh, I'd be happy to help you. And he and I have been friends for years because he, he's works with Bernie and stuff like that too. And, but yeah, I, I like helping people when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I've gotten to the point in my business where I just, I need it to be worth my time to do it. I can't, I can't get myself freely all the time. <laughs> so how does someone go about getting in touch with you to, to book a call, to find out pricing, what's involved? No, that's a great question. So I do have like a, a webpage, it, you know, I can give it to you and you can put it in the link for the, for the show notes and stuff. But they can just Facebook me directly. Like I'm on Facebook or Instagram. I'm John Glazer Photography, um, you know, on on Instagram, or you know, find me on Instagram. I'm the real John Glazer. Don't ask me. It's just the goofy <laughs> thing. But the real John Glazer. And then on Facebook, I'm just John Glazer. And then look for this. You know, like you can't see it, but look for my face, which will be <laughs> in the podcast notes. But um, but yeah, just reach out to me, and then I can send you the link. And it's pretty simple. It's just like you know, whatever you need help with. And then it's a Calendly. It's got the dates that I have available and times that I have available. It's 250 bucks, like at least for now, 250 bucks for an hour. And then we can talk and do whatever you need help with and all that stuff. But the other side of it too, is I'm not one of those kind of people that's like going to leave you in the lurch. If you like, you know, we get an, an hour and I help you set up some automation or set up some Facebook ad and it's not working and stuff like that. I'm not going to charge you for, you know, Hey, a text or a phone call or like a quick phone call to fix something that's not working right or whatever. So I truly believe that there's that, you know, to a certain degree. Now, if it starts like, Hey, we got to do another two hour call. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. we, we need to charge for that. <laughs> sure, sure. I think that's, that's totally fair. Uh, John, this has been amazing to connect again. I love following your story. I love hearing about your successes. I know it hurts you, but it's nice to hear that things aren't always rosy But and how you're dealing with that. I hope it all gets resolved. I'm looking forward to that's like I think that's a good thing to know. Uh, me too. I know. It is a good thing to know. It's a good thing for people to know. It is. I mean, it's just like... You know, we always hear from on your podcast, everybody, it's all rosy and yes. sunshine and rainbows. And it's like, it's not always like that in business, man. That's true. You know, and, and if you're not willing to do it, maybe you should make it a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, li I'd like to think, I'd like to think that when this goes live, you'll have it all resolved and we'll get an update when this interview goes live on the podcast. Uh, Happy New Year. I know uh, I know this is coming out a little bit after we're recording, but Happy New Year to you and your family, mate. I'm looking forward to hearing about the success of Ricky in New York and, uh, again, following on for the next uh, year, two, three, four, five, or ten. Thanks again, John. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Andrew. 
you enjoyed that interview with John as much as I did. If you do have any follow-up questions for John, you can hit him up in the comments area of the show notes. This week, they're at photobizx.com forward slash 503. And of course, if you are a premium member, you'll know that John is available and happily, happily, happily answers any questions you might have for him in there for members. Now, also in the show notes, you'll find examples of John's fantastic work. You'll see links to anything and everything that he mentioned. It's all there in that one spot. Plus, you'll be happy to know that since recording that interview with John, he has had his Facebook ad account reinstated and working again, and the leads continue to flood in with the campaigns that he's running. Now, I also wanted to let you know, if you weren't aware, that John is also offering coaching services now. And he's also started his very own Facebook group for photographers by the name of Refocus Your Business. I've got links to the new group, which you can join for free in the show notes of today's episode, or you can search for facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Refocus Your Business. Now, this group is 100% free. John shares information about his business, his business practices, where he also encourages you to have success in your own business, answers questions there, and there's plenty of real interaction. Now, he's also looking at, I believe this is about to kick off, a more elite group where you can pay a monthly subscription of $50 a month. There'll be Zoom calls once a week. There'll be more group interaction. He'll go into more detail. He's going to be covering things like Facebook marketing, Facebook automation, sales, pricing, other sources of marketing outside of Facebook, dealing with difficult clients, making booking calls, and other business-related things that might affect your business. So again, if you head to his new group, Refocus Your Business, you'll find more details about the paid subscription or the paid subscribers group and also the one-on-one coaching where you can book calls with him for $250 for those one-hour sessions. Again, all the details over at John's group and you can also ask him about it inside the Nebus Facebook group if you have any questions there. It's shout-out time. I've got two big shout-outs for today's episode and the first one goes to Sarah Wilson who photographs families in the Liverpool area in the UK. She says the interviews on the Photo Biz X podcast are fantastic. The information in them is great. I would definitely recommend subscribing to the premium version, not just for the extra actionable information in the podcast, but also because you become a member of the private Facebook group. Everyone in there is helpful and supportive, and they go above and beyond with advice and hands-on help. I can honestly say that Photo Biz X, the group and the information I've got from them is helping me grow my business. Thanks, Andrew. That was an awesome review. That was in the Apple Podcasts reviews area by Sarah. So again, massive thanks, Sarah, for taking the time to do that. My second big shout-out goes to Cairns and Port Douglas family photographers, Jules and Ben of Blue Sky Photography, obviously in Australia. And they said, PhotoBizX is responsible for giving us the tools to turn our business around and back from a post-COVID slump into a successful portrait business model. Cannot thank you enough, Andy. P.S. This is an interesting one. Her P.S. Well, their P.S. says, the interview with Brendan Taylor just blown my mind. So inspiring and has given me massive inspiration. Once again, you found the best and shared it with us all. Happy Friday, Jules and Ben. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> that will be a controversial BS there. And again, uh, Jules and Ben, Matthew, thanks for, for taking the time to leave that review. I'm really looking forward to reporting and sharing the interview with you guys in an upcoming episode of the podcast. And for you, the listener, if you haven't had a chance to leave a review for the podcast, I'd love it if you could. Simply head to photobizx.com forward slash iTunes or photobizx.com forward slash Google. Leave an honest review. Let me know that you've left that review with a URL that you'd like me to link to. And I'll link to you with the anchor text that you're looking to rank for to help you with your SEO. It's my little way to say thanks for being super supportive and helpful. Okay, that is going to wrap up this episode of the podcast. If you have noticed that this outro is uh, exceptionally noisy, (laughs) not as clear as it normally is, I'm sitting in a bus station with Linda in Thailand, in a little place called Hua Hin. We're about to get on a coach up to Bangkok Airport and start our big trek home. It's been an amazing week or so here. We've had the best time. I played so much golf. I've spent so much time in the pool. Uh, It's been fantastic. We've eaten out most nights and... uh, it's been super cheap, super, super fun. In regards to the golf, as much fun as the golf was, uh, one of the best parts about it was having the chance to play with so many different golfers of different nationalities. I played with guys from India, Finland, Portugal, Thailand, Switzerland, uh, the UK, Ireland, and uh, it, it was a great experience. Most of these guys that I played with, and women, were business people, uh, and it was really cool to hear about their lives and also see the way they interacted with the caddies uh, which was something I've never experienced before you need to have a caddy well it's, it's uh, mandatory here in Thailand so when you go out for a game of golf you have a caddy that basically pushes your buggy or drives the cart hands you the clubs that you ask for repair your divots and pitch marks give you the distances to the hole where to line up your parts like it really is next level golf and uh, it's definitely affordable the courses are unbelievable it really was an experience so if you if you're a golfer at all uh, get over to thailand and do yourself a favor come and play some rounds of golf bring your loved one <laughs> like i did well linda brought me i might say and uh she sent me off as she sat around the pool each day to go and have a round of golf and yeah it's been, it's been a great week or so anyway we're about to jump onto this bus We've got a four-hour drive to the airport and then a bit of a wait and then a nine-hour flight or so overnight back to Australia. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I hope you did enjoy this week's episode. I'd love to hear your feedback on both Brendan, on John, uh, all the yeah, all the stuff that's going on over there in the UK and the baby photographers. Yeah, get involved in the conversation. Let me know your thoughts around that. And have a great week wherever you are in the world. And uh, I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment, and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 